You are listening to the OneOfUs.net Podcast Network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. everybody welcome to the screener squad where we just don't screen movies we squad them that's the tagline right something like that yeah okay that's the leading we get for this movie there's so much more that could be said about it of course okay all right take two hold on hey everybody welcome to the screener squad is that better I mean, all the energy of this plot (laughs) you know it's solid six out of ten Thank you, Jordan. All right. Today, I've got LeWayne, Ben, and Jordan. Say hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. (laughs) And they're so excited because I totally botched the intro on this. But today, we watched She Will. It's a movie coming out on Shudder. It's kind of like a gothic horror mixed in with uh, some very... little folk horror in there, too. And some brilliant feminist revenge yes. Oh yes and all the gothic chanting you could want oh yeah oh yeah and like uh. not that annoying gothic chanting either like it, it was solid like it kept me at least engaged you know and brought my my emotions up and down like it should she will tells the story of uh aging actress named veronica she just had a double mastectomy yay And she has to go to a retreat to heal up. And she goes with her young nurse assistant, Desi. And they stay in this. It's also a cabin in the woods movie, sort of. Kind of. Slightly. Mansion in the woods. (laughs) Mansion cabin. It's, It's still got moss all over it. But basically, Veronica starts having these dreams. And are they dreams or are they real type situation? But it's not as lame. As you would think, because it could get pretty easy if it was just like, oh, she she falls asleep and she sleepwalks and does cool stuff like there's actual there's a nice build up to the final moments where she gets like her ultimate revenge. Well, well, the thing is about this place, it is also a location in Scotland where they did burn witches. I mean, supposed. Witches, but then again, I'm not putting they that much validity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Because I was about to say, I'm not putting that much validity into you know accurate witch hunting in ye olden times. Yeah, well, I mean, it's Scotland. It could have been 1972. <laughs> <laughs> fair, very fair. Well, I mean, it's not like it's the U.S. or something. Come on. Um, <laughs> oh god but that that's even like a selling point in in the like the brochure discussion of this spa that she goes to they're like yeah the the peat and everything is just loaded with the ashes of these women and i'm like that's not a selling point guys yeah, yeah like I, I i missed that part in biology and anatomy but does ash 
from dead women help your skin or your pores? Like actually kind of, that's why uh, when people wash their clothes in civilizations where there were sacrifices down river from the sacrifice, their clothes were cleaner. Cause of the oh, charcoal for a second there, Ben, and- I thought you were being serious. I am. <laughs> yeah. no, shut yeah. up, Ben. Yes. <laughs> that explains Look. a lot about Star Trek insurrection. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah something that it needs more describing. But no, I mean, it's so weird because there's even like all like the most like macabre, like witch books and like burning women books in this place, too. It's like, oh, good. So you have books with the graphic illustrations, the torture of these women for your healing retreat. Good for you. I, I mean, it it doesn't help that they're that it's overseen by a very eccentric Rupert Everett, which, by the way, good to see you again. That yeah. took me a while to figure out it yeah. was him. Well, what I will say is, God, this movie is dripping in atmosphere. It is so creepy and visually haunting and just amazing. And yeah, Alice Krieg, who is our lead, gives one of my amazing. absolute favorite performances of this year. She is fan-fucking-tastic. It's very rare that I can hate a person immediately in a film. You know what I mean? Like normally it takes a little bit of time to establish, you know, either your main character or secondary character is, oh, they're an asshole. Like almost immediately she's cold. She's she's upset and rightfully so. She's upset. You know, she's also an aging actress and that means different things to women in Hollywood or acting in general. So it does a really good job. Of setting up like, oh, wow, this person kind of sucks. But by the end of it, you're like, fuck, yeah. Like <laughs> there's, there's a, it was a long path to get there for her. And we get to see it, which sort of brings us to one of the other major actors in here, which is um, uh, Malcolm McDowell as a former director that she worked with when she was a child. Uh, it's 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 got uh, I'm trying to think of like a, like a Roman Polanski or oh, a boy, uh, does it. <laughs> Or, or Woody uh, Allen, uh, or David O. Russell, Brian Singer, Brian, Brian Singer. Singer. Like it's heavy topics, but it's never done in an uh, in-your-face way. Especially when uh, uh, Malcolm McDowell has like an interview as the director at some point, and the interviewer presses him. It's it's more of that more realistic. Like, okay, maybe five years ago, even. You know, the the interviewer would have been like, oh, I'll just back off and I won't piss off the talent. But, you know, there, we have more energy about this. We want to weed out the people who are truly evil in this world. And that scene really exploits the other side of the McDowell or the, you know, Polanskis or the Allens. Like, I don't know, man, I that scene I really dug. No, it was a great scene. It was very well paced. I have to give credit to. Uh, co-writer and director Charlotte Colbert. I feel like she put her heart and soul really into this movie. Like every frame feels very lovingly crafted and just the way she goes about telling the story is truly incredible. It does help that the one and only Dario Argento is producing this as well and that helped boost up the creep factor i gotta say i mean i like 
how much visually this movie tells the story and all that, but there's so much that feels very ancillary in this too. I mean, like they try to make a big thing at the beginning that she wanted a solo retreat and then there's a bunch of people here and then the large group of people really don't add anything besides in this group events. Uh, there's like stuff like, um, I'm going to always butcher her name, Alwyn Fowler, who plays Jean, who's like a groundskeeper woman, I guess, or something, who is supposed to be like mysteriously out there on an ATV followed by a fox. It's like you're trying to layer things and it just feels like, you know, you're taking away from like your core narrative, which I think you're telling very wonderfully and visually with those Argento, you know, production notes where it's like, yeah, it feels very much like, you know, Argento's a, a trippy storytelling in ways that I love, but I'll be honest, Ben. I was kind of confused at first, but hey, at least one of those guests was very useful in providing, well, a let's just say a very hot fire of a trick. Speaking of the director, uh, co writer, uh, she talks about the themes in this movie, uh, and, and obviously, it's basically. It's it's implied and probably true that uh, Malcolm McDowell's character raped, beat her as a 13 year old. But, you know, and she carried this weight throughout you know her entire life. And now that she's on this retreat, she has the chance to kind of like deal with those demons. Charlotte Colbert kind of talks about how trauma blurs one's experience of reality and time and how nature holds so much solace. Uh, and she really wanted to play with those two ideas. Like in the beginning, you know, she didn't want to be there. She hated that there was other people there. Uh, she didn't want to be babysat by her nurse. But by the end of it, she's basically one with nature. Yeah, it it, it very much felt like that. Like I, I got the vibe of there being a nature versus nurture story where it's quite literally it's like, well, you got to be nurtured while in nature and how those ideals can clash when one doesn't really want to be there to have it all. So it, it it felt very effective. She kind of like has her transformation every night. She lifts out of bed and they don't really show too much of that. They really just show like a, a medium, not even a cowboy shot of her, uh, but like a medium close yeah, she just like lifts up and her head goes back and her arms go down. And it's such a simple, you know, effect. It's a practical effect, but it just I don't know, with the pacing and the editing and the music, like everything just it didn't need to be super flashy. Like it was just a very well thought out visual story. Maybe the narrative could have had some tweaks and some characters, but, you know, overall, like this is this is a really good thriller. I think they're effective in how they use their effects. I mean, you can tell the times like when they use their budget for uh, CGI. Like there's a big triumphant you know moment at the end that is very CGI, and it's referential to an earlier segment with some animals, which goes back to the nature thing, which I liked a lot. I mean, I'm gonna say I think I'm I'm definitely probably a little bit less of a fan of this than all of you, just because I do think it is. It drags it a little bit longer, even in 90 minutes, than I think I'd like because it feels like some of it does get a little redundant 
or repetitive with it. You know, I, I felt like some of that chanting did use the same trick a few times and they kept relying on this big group to just force a scene to happen. But then it doesn't make, you know, a, re- a use of the other characters besides to try to set a scene. And I, I don't think it's a bad movie for that. I just think it certainly does weaken it a little bit for me where I'm like, no, I want so much more of a character story between uh, Desi, the nurse and Veronica, the lead, because those two together, really their chemistry does work as they start to build a relationship. And then when it becomes slightly supernatural, like those scenes are what sells it. It's less those ones between all the other characters, as much as some of them, as Jordan mentioned, do get some certain uh comeuppance that uh is you know justifiable and helps move the plot it's just like i, I kind of wanted more of a character piece between these because it came out very interesting in those points well I, i'll just say i'm glad i got to say oh yeah malcolm mcdowell played david o russell because now absolutely fuck david o russell i love that malcolm mcdowell is still that guy who's like a good actor but will still just like also join just about any movie of any size it's like i love you dude just you just do whatever. <laughs> I I I, I kind of love it when you got guys like that that'll be like, yeah, man, I'll take a check, whatever. Because <laughs> it, it's a it's interesting how much weight they give just by showing up. Like there is already, I mean, as soon as he shows up, you're like, oh, well, it's Malcolm McDowell. He's clearly a bad guy somehow. Let's find out what's going on. It, it's like shorthand. You don't have to wonder whether or not he might have done something inappropriate with this actress you're like oh yeah i mean that's why you put this guy in that role he's on one of the scooby doos and i think they played up that joke perfectly that his voice sounds like he's the villain so he's clearly not that's yeah. right <laughs> all right cool then ben. ben 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 you go all right yeah i can get into my final thoughts um as i said i think i overall like this a bit less than all of you i don't think it's bad like it's hard for sure to get a really engrossing, you know, kind of trippy psychological, but not psychological magical movie like this. And it's nice when it works, like generally the parts of it that are the harder parts to make work, the ones that are where you're blurring those lines and you're getting supernatural are the harder parts. And those are the parts that I think work best about this movie, those parts and the character scenes between like our main characters. It's just when they kind of include everyone else. I mean, like there's a point in this movie towards the end where like, as I said, I like the ending, but it's like, okay, so they're all doing this big party. And then what's happening that's like, they don't fully explain what that's going on at that party. It's like, I kind of get what you're trying to do, but it's like, it felt like they just wanted to find a way to include those characters again. And it's just it's a little bloated in those. I'd rather have a much more tight, somehow tighter than 90 minute movie with more character parts because those just build up very well and didn't require all of this extra stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely worth seeing if you have Shudder and you love a good witchy movie like that great supernatural trippy stuff. This will do it for you. This will be a great weekend watch. You say you don't want to know what to watch on a Saturday night. If you're into like more like brutal gore, like explicit films or, you know, horror, that's going to be like right in your face and jump scares. This isn't going to be a terrifying horror movie. This is the horror movie for like a a level of like Gothic paced horror. Um, So I'm going to give this uh, six out of 10 scrawled on painting canvases. It looks good. It sounds good. It's got a really strong cast. There's a scene, the party that Ben was referring to, there's a bit where they they literally do a sort of symbolic burning of the witch, and they describe it as the triumph of reasoning against the demonic. 
And I thought all of those words are wrong <laughs> for what you're describing. <laughs> but OK, I think it's a solid movie. It could have been middle of the road, which would have made it around a three in my scale. But there's Malcolm McDowell, Alice Krieg, Rupert Edford, Kota Eberhard as uh, Desi. So with those four, I'm going to give it a four out of five witch feathers. I'll be straight up. I did love this primarily because it is a very great contextualized feminist revenge. I honestly really love that. And honestly, given the state of the fucking world right now and being the only woman on this review, I kind of need that from time to time. And this delivered that in spades, especially with a brilliant performance by Alice Krieg, who, get, again, gives one of my absolute favorite performances. And the supporting cast is great. And yeah, that weird bonfire shit, as it were, made absolutely no sense to me. I thought it dragged down the movie for a bit, where I thought, you know, it was so nicely and tightly put together. But that's really my only complaint. It's visually stunning. The music is amazing. Cinematography is incredible. And the camera work, the way the camera, the camera movement in this is extraordinary. And it is so just amazing to watch. I personally love the absolute hell out of this movie. So I'm going to give it. 9 out of 10 thick-ass glasses worn by Malcolm McDowell. <laughs> I mean, those things were Coke bottles. Yeah, they were. It's like what my wife wears. Don't tell her I said that. I want to give a shout-out to Coda Eberhart. I thought she did great in this uh, secondary character, but she had a lot to do with moving the plot along and you know it gave us i mean i don't know if i'm spoiling this or not and maybe i'll cut it out but like there's a a happier ending in this than you would normally get i feel like out of a movie like lewayne and i just reviewed moloch yesterday and moloch does not end on anywhere near a happy note so it was nice that this kind of like ties up nicely I'm, I'm a sucker for a feel-good story sometimes. And it wasn't perfect, but it definitely, I think, is worth your while watching. Seven and a half out of ten mud boots. Can I just ask, does anyone know what uh, Apple Yang's character was there to do besides interpretive dance time filler? <laughs> no. I got nothing. Look, Ben, we needed one more quirky vacation goer, and that's the best we got. <laughs> <laughs> 